What's up, guys? This is Ishan. It's my first podcast episode, and I'm uh, very excited to present this podcast. Today's topic, well, my first topic, is the top five greatest comic book movie portrayals of all time. See, I want I want to get right into the list. So, in terms of my list, it will consist of both anti-villains and straight-up bad guys. Because these days there's not there's not a lot of good villains left, and if they're good villains, they they have some sort of morality in them. So before we begin the list, I want to throw some honorable mentions. My first honorable mention will be Bane. Bane was a super cool villain from the get go. I really liked his dialogue delivery. Tom Hardy's eyes represented a very great emotion and passion. The only thing where the only place where Bane lacked was for me was the ending the third act really ruined bane for me that destroyed whatever bane stood for so at the end of the day he just ended up like a henchman if it was just bane versus batman bane would have been in my list and probably would have been really high in the list another honorable mention is raz al ghul liam neeson's raz al ghul was such a good character his posture his overall demeanor he had that swag and him mentoring Bruce was one of the best things I've seen in a comic movie in terms of mentoring student. And I loved how he had a fight. Razagul in the end. Yeah, the ending was weak when he's like, I don't have to save you. For me, that was a very weak ending. But Liam Neeson was by far probably one of the most underrated villains I've ever seen. People usually remember the Joker and Bane, but people forget Liam Neeson's Ra's al Ghul just because it was the first one and there was not a lot there wasn't a lot of hype. And my last honorable mention is General Zod. General Zod was was a killer villain because he stood for a reason. He stood he stood for a purpose, which was to save Krypton in any means necessary. He believed that everyone born is predetermined is that their path is predetermined. And I love that about him. And his path was predetermined. It was that he was a defense minister he was their military he was their power of krypton and when that got taken away from him he didn't have anything left he stood for only krypton and krypton itself uh, general zod had more depth than superman did in his own movie general zod was a better character he was more fleshed out and he was just a really good villain and i liked how they matched superman the power levels were equal even though superman broke his neck in the end it was still that emotional connection between the two now moving on to the actual list itself so uh, coming in number five is a very recent portrayal a recent portrayal which is killmonger from black panther michael b jordan killed it in that role i feel like he really fleshed in he fleshed out everything he can you can even say that the movie was set from his perspective. Michael B. Jordan, his eyes, his emotion was so passionate. And after so long in the MCU, we saw a villain that actually wanted to do what they wanted to do. You know, Vulture was cool and all, but it was very generic. Whereas this villain stood for actual things. And Killmonger easily outperformed um, Black Panther in his own movie, he was, he had the better action sequences, overall, he was just a better villain, when the, but I do agree, he's a bit overrated, and yeah, it's funny, coming from me, I'm putting in my top five villain list, but people put, put him next to, like, 
number one of all time? No. I don't think he's number one. There are better villains than him. But in the MCU, by far one of the best. And number four, it's a very recent one. This villain is actually quite hard to understand. But from older audiences. But that's Thanos. Infinity War. Josh Brolin's Thanos was Darth Vader times 10. Thanos had everything in terms of the look, the emotion, the depth. He had everything what a good villain should be, how how good a titan should be. My only problem with Thanos was that the mad titan aspect of Thanos was not explored. I wish they explored that more in the movie. Also, in terms of power, Thanos showed power in the first scene when he beat up Hulk. Excellent scene. Ever since that moment, it dipped down. Thanos' demeanor, his godly presence kept dipping down. I had a problem with that. If Thanos kept on being a god like the first scene of with the first five minutes of Infinity War, he would have been easily number one. Thanos was a great villain. He needed a backstory. He desperately needed a backstory. I feel like seven minutes for that movie was cut out, actually, because they would have showed his backstory. The problem with Thanos was that his ideology was, I got it, but at the same time, we needed something to see. It would have been much better if the movie ended with Thanos looking in the sun, like it did, but I feel like in the beginning, imagine if there was a seven-minute sequence, the beginning of his Thanos' parents telling Thanos, young Thanos, that, oh, we can never see the sun rise again or sunset again in our planet because our planet's dying because we don't have much resources. And then Thanos realized, yeah, I'll, pro- I'll propose like a proposal about this, like destroy half the universe, half the planet. And again, then Thanos gets rejected and then his parents get outcasted. That would have been so satisfying. And in the end, he finally sees the sunset. That would have been a beautiful moment, but they didn't add, add that due to runtime, which is, I think is ridiculous. Alright, number three is the god of mischief himself, Loki. Now, Loki is a character that is a fan favorite in the MCU. He's more popular than a lot of MCU heroes, to be honest with you. He's more. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna do a little stretch here. I think Loki is more popular than Thor. Like without Loki, there's no Thor up until now. Um, phase 1, phase 2, and phase 3 till the end, Loki was a better character than Thor, you know, in the first movie he realized who he truly was he was just a treaty, he was just a monster he realized and then the Avengers, he had an identity he had a identity problem where he was thinking who is he really, is he a king is he a monster, is he a conqueror you saw that depth you saw him being really mistaken from who he is, Odin treated him as a son, was he born to be a king, he was questioning all that stuff, was he born to be a king, was he born to be a monster, who really, who really is he, and then in the the dark world, man, full circle, he killed himself, he should have died there, but they brought him back, and by the time Ragnarok came, you know, he already conquered Asgard, because he was posing as fake Odin, for 40 years, I believe, and then, so he had his fun, you know? In Ragnarok, it really felt like Loki did not care anymore. Like, he got his fun. He had his four years of ruling. And then he finally dies by the hand of Thanos, protecting Thor 
and saying that we have a Hulk. It's a full circle. He's become an Avenger now because in the first Avengers, that's what Tony Stark told him. So I love Loki's character development in terms of that. Is he a great villain? Yes, he is a villain because Loki has killed innocents. He has killed, remember that dialogue? 80%, I mean, not 80%, 80 people in two days. And then we're just, we're, we expect him to be a good guy now. People forget little details, but Loki is a bad guy. He has killed a lot of innocent people. It's just that he's very human in a way. Now we're going to the top two. Number two, greatest villain of all time, Magneto. Michael Fassbender's Magneto portrayal is killer. Everything about that character is so well done. And I really feel like Michael Fassbender really portrayed the character and gave him full justice. I have read the Magneto Testament and I like how they incorporate some aspects of that in X-Men First Class about him being in a concentration camp, getting separated by his family. Magneto Testament is also a very dark book. They couldn't, I wish that could have been a movie, like a Magneto origin. It would have been really beneficial if they had an origin. But still, everything about him, that he grew up in a place where, because you're slightly different, you will be outcasted. His ideology is so correct. Yet he also becomes like a Hitler type of character. He becomes what he hated his entire life. That's very ironic. Hey man, he's everything about him. His power, he's an omega level mutant. He will destroy any mutant in his path. And at the end of the day, he he is only for the brotherhood. And he he was also an X-Men at one point. But in the movies, Days of Future Past, he had he he oh Magneto always has goals. And he's not gonna listen to no one but himself. In X-Men Apocalypse is the only movie where you actually felt like, oh, he's a hero, but he's really not, because the movie was poorly done, you have him killing literally millions of people, and then you have him be a good guy, building a house again, so that really destroyed the possibilities of, of a real Magneto, I wish in X-Men Dark Phoenix, Magneto was actually a villain again, he's actually getting pissed off, but the franchise is dying anyway, so it doesn't really matter, but still, Magneto, Michael Fassbender's Magneto is by far the greatest Marvel villain. And even in the comics, Magneto is the greatest comic book villain in Marvel. Some may argue Doom is, but I would say it's Magneto. Now, number one, it's very obvious who is the greatest villain of all time, comic book portrayal wise. It's very obvious, everyone knows it's Joker, the Heath Ledger Joker. See, Sometimes I do think that Joker is overrated, and I feel like the character himself is overrated. But people forget why the Joker is great. The Joker's not great himself. Like, yeah, he's a he's a mixed martial artist. He knows mixed martial arts. But if they're, if they're, if he's in a room alone, and there's like six other guys who know mixed martial arts. They'll kick, they'll kick his ass. He'll get his ass beat. He'll die. But the reason why Joker is great is that how. He is a complete parallel opposite to the Batman. Joker is great because he is Batman in a way. Batman is Batman. He uses all his power to enforce justice, to do what's right in the city. Joker does the same thing. He uses all his powers to cause chaos. 
So they're complete opposites of each other. And I really like how Joker gets in the mind of Batman, too. Like, without... Because at the end of the day, Batman's a desperate guy. He needs this. And Joker gives him that. That's why Batman hasn't killed Joker for after this long. Especially in the Dark Knight. His Heath Ledger's performance was so spot on. He was an absolute character. The first time he said why so... The first time he said, uh, said the story of his scars... People thought, okay, there's a backstory. But then he said something else. So when, you, so when you realize that this is all BS, he's making all this up. So he's actually crazy. But is he though? So I loved Heat Ledger's portrayal of the Joker. I don't think it will be topped. People say Thanos is, I say no. Thanos is not. He's not in that level yet he needed that backstory he could have been but he's not in that level yet so i can't even say that that's not even debatable for me joker is a far better villain and i don't know if they'll get a better villain because in terms of comic books i do personally think that the joker is the greatest villain of all time so uh, i don't know there's not much good villains coming up maybe in avengers 4 if thanos gets like a backstory or does some more cool stuff with his character, then maybe I can put Thanos number one. But for now, man, I don't see no one topping Joker. So there it is, guys. My top five comic villains of all time. Sorry, guys. This is was a kind of a choppy video. I was kind of nervous, too, because it's my first episode. Hope you guys liked it. And I will discuss more topics. Tell me. Message me topics you guys want me to discuss. And hopefully you guys enjoy this podcast.